You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Gina and Sarah. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 832, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Stephanie will not be with us tonight, and it's because her sweet baby Augie is under the weather. We miss you, Steph, and we hope that no one else gets sick. Poor baby. He looked horrible when she sent us a picture, and then and then he looked like his normal self. And then he went and then he went back downhill again. Just a reminder that the Mousecapades and More podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Vicki or myself, Gina, at 636-373-4497, and we will be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and tickets package, so contact us today. So we've all been on the Navi River journey, or we have. I don't know if all the listeners have. Um, and at the end of it, it has a very impressive animatronic. And I know um, it won't come out until next week, but Matt was talking about how that's one of the things that he really likes in the Navi River. Is, is that, that anim- the one that's sitting cross-legged like this? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it reportedly cost Disney $23 million for that impressive. Uh, Jeez. I know. <laughs> Holy cow. And they said even for large budget of Disney, that seems like an exorbitant amount of money. So on Sunday, the guests were sad because there was a screen in place of the animatronic. Now, I never knew that, but Joey researches interesting things or things that we don't think to to research. And he researched, you know, what happens for this animatronic, da-da-da, and he found out that they had a screen in place. So if for some reason something happens to the animatronic, nobody loses their um what they wanted at the end of the ride and immediately a screen drops down and they can lower the animatronic so that they can work on it and so apparently that is what is in place right now the guests noticed that it was a screen that had the navi shaman on it instead of um the actual animatronic itself disney didn't release anything so i don't know if it was just like something for that day but uh if we find anything out we'll let you know but we do know that the guests yes uh well we're recording on monday so the guest yesterday at the park did not get to see the animatronic itself they got to see the screen which is kind of sad yeah it happens a lot though things and rides don't work all the time so <laughs> just consider it something special that you uh yeah you got to see this apart you get to see something different <laughs> I, I mean it's a good thing at least they're able to keep the ride going right mm-hmm and it's not the cardboard like they had for <laughs> the three amigos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm pretty excited about this next story because I think it looks really cool and shows Disney's dedication um, that, you know, the dedication that they're putting forward to this ride. Um, but Disney is continuing to try and make Tiana's Bayou Adventure as realistic to Louisiana lifestyle as they can, and they've hired 
some famous jazz musicians to authenticate the ride even more. P.J. Morton and Terrence Blanchard are now working on their interpretations of the songs from The Princess and the Frog. Not only are these musicians legends in the jazz community, but they also both hail from New Orleans. It's hard to achieve an honest interpretation without real-life experience and actual context. So by bringing in this talent from reputable musicians who can capture the spirit of the princess and the frog, the adventure is much likelier to live up to the hype that Disney wants it to be. So... I think this is awesome. I saw some pictures, and it looks like they're going to have special animatronics that are unique to the ride. I think it's going to end up being really, really good, and I'm really looking forward to the smell of beignets. Me too. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to them opening a cart right outside when you get out from the ride. (laughs) That would be nice, yes. Um, Because if anyone's been on Remy's and you smell the fresh bread. Yes. Or the Incredicoaster, you smell Jack Jack Num Nums when you go through the tunnel. <laughs> oh, the cookies, yes. It's awesome. <laughs> so speaking of the Incredicoaster at Disney's California Adventure, it is an adrenaline-inducing roller coaster that hits a top speed of 55 miles per hour as guests travel high above the rest of Disney's California Adventure. As the name suggests, this roller coaster is themed around Pixar's in- The Incredibles film. Um, the guests can come face to face with the entire family of superheroes. They're actually chasing Jack Jack because Jack Jack has escaped. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ride puts smiles on Disney guest face, including my son, who rode it six times in one day. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, one guest caused the entire ride to shut down after they broke the rules and potentially put others in danger. The guest was trying to use a selfie stick on the ride, which caused the ride to stop with three car trains on the track. After 30 minutes, the guest had to be evacuated from the ride, and the selfie stick guest was met at the front of the park by three Disney security guards and escorted out. And thankfully, no one got hurt because that could have been really bad because there is a loop in it. And if he would have been holding that or she holding that, and let go of it, it could have impaled somebody. Yeah. I thought that selfie sticks were banned from the park. They're banned. That's what I thought. But when we were there in March, we saw a few people carrying around a selfie stick. And then I saw this article and I'm like, what in the world? So did they just on the DL, they're not doing anything about this? See, when I went, I have one of those uh, metal straws that's in a little thing, and it looks like a selfie stick. Oh, right. And they actually made me pull it out and show them that it was a straw. Hmm. So I have no idea. Maybe they're, like, maybe they're not, like, they're hiding them better or something. I Mm -hmm. don't know, because they, like, really dig through your stuff. Well, they used to when they were digging through your bag, but now you go straight through. Not at Disneyland. They still dig through your bag. Oh, do they? Yeah, they don't mm. have they don't have the things that Walt Disney World does. Do I need a clear bag, by the way? No, I didn't have a clear bag because um I know some parks you have to do that now. Mm-mm. We went to graduation for um my future nephew and then for my nieces for the quads, and you can have a clear bag, but it can only be like this big or something like an index card. And I'm just like, forget it. So what's the point of having a bag? Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> so I didn't bring it. I just went in with my phone and I hung my glasses on my 
um, shirt so I could read the very small print for all the people graduating. <laughs> yep, I know. All right. So Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger has taken the stage at Apple's WWDC and um, he announced the news for Disney Plus subscribers. I'm not sure I feel at this. I'm interested to see what you guys say. Disney Plus is going to be available on Apple's Vision Pro on day one. And the company revealed that the newly launched Apple Vision Pro would run the Disney Plus and offer a heroic experience to the users. During the anticipated conference presentation, Bob Iger said that Disney looks forward to sharing more Apple Vision Pro content and details in the upcoming weeks and months ahead. As the Walt Disney Company continues to celebrate its 100-year anniversary celebration, the company will be making bold moves, and Disney has maintained a partnership with Apple for decades. And you know, when he first came back, everybody was spreading rumors that he was going to sell to Apple. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about this? I don't even know what this is because I come from an Android family. Oh, okay then. (laughs) I mean, I think my kids would like it. It's too high tech for me. Is it like virtual reality? Yeah, kind of. I don't even know. Did you see what now has sparked um, some guessing the video? In it, it shows the Main Street Electrical Parade. So now people are guessing, Does is that Disney's subtle hint that they're bringing back the magical electrical pl- or the electrical parade at Disney World, which I'm all for. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm all for that. So it's like that. What are those called? Virtual reality glasses. Yeah. Okay. VR. That's what it sounded like, but yeah, I just want to watch movies. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask. The kids will like it. Oh, no, no. I'm sure they could. The kids can pay for it. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that kind of virtual reality stuff has taken off, you know? I remember a couple years ago, it was real big. Like, my kids got the VR stuff for Christmas, but, like, the past couple years, they haven't really had much to do with it. Mm -hmm. At least in my circle, no one's getting virtual reality stuff for their kids for, you know, presents. Nope. We have it in the library. The kids can, um, it lets them climb Mount Everest and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it actually lets them do historical things so that they can see it from all perspectives, which is pretty cool. But But how many kids use it? We only have like three or four for the whole school. We have to, they can use it during their time in the library. So if you are a fan of staying on or in offsite good neighbor hotels near Disney, this might interest you. Yesterday, Walt Disney World officially added two more off-site resorts to its list of hotels that can take advantage of Disney's early theme park entry through 2024. According to reports from WDWmagic.com, two new hotels have been added to the list that will allow guests to enter any of the themed theme parks 30 minutes before the general public. The two newest hotels now added to the program are Wyndham Garden Lake Buena Vista and Wyndham Lake Buena Vista, located at Disney Springs. And as of now, these resorts, B Resort and Spa, Lake Buena Vista, Signia by Hilton, Orlando, Bonnet Creek, Waldorf, Astoria, Orlando, and Drury Plaza Hotel, Orlando, Lake Buena Vista, 
are also included. However, early theme park entry is only offered through 2023. So this could change negotiations between the operators as Disney continues. I'm surprised that they said that they just announced this because maybe it's Walt Disney World Magic being like delayed or whatever, because I just last week booked when uh, the Wyndham Garden Lake Buena Vista for a client. And it said on there that they get early magic hours. Hmm. I just think it needs to be an hour instead of 30 minutes. I agree. 100%. (laughs) 30 minutes gives you the jump on one ride, pretty much. Right? (laughs) Maybe two, depending on what you go for. But I said that too, but then also they're right. We used to only have to fight at one park, and now we're opening four parks early every day. So they should still do all four parks for an hour early. They probably think that we're just being greedy. Well, they've taken everything else. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't. 30 minutes just isn't a lot of time. No. I don't know. And then especially when they open it and you get in and then you still are pushing people out of the way. So Mm -hmm. you get in that line and they have to scan you. But they usually let you in the park 15, 10 to 15 minutes before the early time. And you have to go like a Magic Kingdom. You have to go to the right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'll take what I can get, but I do wish it was an hour. Oh, no, I do right. wish it's an hour, but everyone was told me I was being greedy. I don't think so, but I'm I'm greedy, too. <laughs> I just remember on our last trip, we, we always rope dropped, and we were there for the, you know, early, the, the 30 minutes. And we had so much trouble with Alice, our youngest, getting into the park. And she's not a baby, you know, and she knows what to do to how to scan and touch her finger and everything. And it would just not work half the time. So then we'd have to go to a cast member and then, you know, they have to scan your magic band and make sure you're actually a guest and all that. And um, several times we would get caught up stuck and then James and Claire would go ahead and then I felt bad because we would have to like weave our way through the crowd to find them and I always felt really bad about that but I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to be separated from them um but I didn't want to make them wait I don't know it was just a headache we think though she had the um yeah, that sparkly band right sparkly magic band that's the one Kaylee had a problem with I have one and I never had a problem with mine. I don't know. Weird. Maybe there was like a batch of them that was something was wrong with them or something. Maybe. I don't know. Kaylee went back to using her white one from like five years ago this last time. (laughs) We also bought the new ones. I forgot we did use those too. Bring your new one for Disneyland. It works at Disneyland? Yeah, the Disney, the Genie, or the Magic Band Plus works at Disneyland. Oh, I didn't know it would work. You have to put the numbers in on the app, but... Oh, okay. Okay. Have you been wanting to go to Alani like I have, or even on a Disney cruise? Well, there is a deal out that may make your dreams come true. Guess who booked a stay at Alani, a Disney resort and spa, before or after an upcoming Disney cruise line trips aboard the Disney Wonder will receive a 20% discount for their stay in select rooms. This discount applies to stays ranging between two and seven nights. All Alani stays tied to this deal must begin on the day of the disembarkation 
for post-cruise reservations or in the night before sailing for pre-cruise bookings. The promotion will end September 6th of this of this year, and it is not valid on suites, two-bedroom villas, three-bedroom grand villas, or on previously booked rooms. But if you have some money, it's a good deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my dream. I want to go to Alani. Well, I haven't had, to, I didn't get to uh, interview or do the trip report yet, but my friend just took her daughter there for graduation and they got back, um, maybe it's today. I told Nick if he, if we ever get an AEP for it, uh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in. We're fighting over that one. <laughs> I guess it just depends on if y'all can get off work. Yeah, that's right. Nowadays, this close to retirement, I'll be like, see ya. Care. <laughs> so it's june and we all know what that means a new cookie a new cold brew flavor and a new kind of cake at gideon's bakehouse i'm super excited because i'm gonna be there <laughs> and you get to be there for the month that i want to be there for them with the is that the orange one yes so good you got to get the orange brew the orange cold brew i'll get it the sea turtle cookie is this month's cookie and it's made with premium chocolate homemade caramel and whole candied pecans sprinkled with their signature sea salt and this month's cake is the sea turtle cake which is three layers of soft chocolate cake completely covered in butter pecan buttercream with caramel and candied pecans on top um this cake is going to be sold at disney springs on wednesdays and saturdays because they trade out all the time through the month all the way through the month of june excuse me and the beverage for this month is salted caramel cold brew remember if you get any of the sea turtle cookies some of the proceeds go to support Florida's sea turtle conservation. So you get to have a sweet treat and you get to support a good cause. So is the cold brew sold all the time? The peanut butter cold brew is sold all the time. Um, but then they have whatever the flavor of the month is, which. But I mean, do they just sell it on the like the cookies and the cake on the Wednesdays and Saturdays? The cookies are all week and the cold brew sold all the time. Yeah, the cake is the only thing that changes. Gotcha, gotcha. So you won't know what the cakes are until you get there. But Good, because then I'm going to be there on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mulan is celebrating its 25th anniversary, and there is a limited edition Mulan 20th pin available. This pin features the major figures of the Fa family, including Mulan at the ready with her sword. Fa Zhao and Fa Li, her father and mother respectively, are behind in admiration. To the far left, we see the first Fa ancestor looking upon Mulan. And in the lower left corner, we see her trusty cricket, Kiki. There's a limited edition of 5,000 on this pin. There is also a 25th edition Mulan doll. And the doll has a sword. That's pretty cool. D23 even had a special viewing of the movie Mulan in celebration of the 25th anniversary. We're hoping with the anniversary that we might see her a little more in the parks. I think you can catch her in Epcot sometimes, but you don't really see her a whole lot. But I wonder if Brandy's daughter is still into Mulan. Remember last year at Homecoming, she was looking yeah. for that Mulan doll? That would be perfect. I don't know. but I'll have to ask her. I really do hope with the anniversary that they're going to... I feel like we need to be doing more of that, especially with the 100th anniversary. I did like how now they have the characters that are out roaming around now. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I don't know if you guys reported on it or not. I want to see Flick and Queen Ada or Princess Ada. And I hope they're still there in October. 
But that's what I liked about Disneyland is the characters were out roaming around. They weren't like they had like meet and greet areas, but like they walked through the parks and stuff. And it reminded me of the old Disney World. So now it looks like they're starting to do that at Disney World a little bit. That'd be awesome. All right. If you are a Disney pass holder like Vicky and I, you can go to Epcot and pick up your pass holder figment magnet while supplies last. I'm sure these will get very fast. I know. The magnets are available at the Creation Shop from now until June 30th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. To pick your limited time magnet up, you just need your annual pass holders card or your digital card on your My Disney Experience app, as well as a picture ID. From September 1982 until March 2020, annual passes were sold continuously. When Disney reopened from COVID, annual passes weren't available again until August 2021. Then suddenly in November 2021, former CEO Bob Chapek ended the sales of the annual passes until a couple months ago when the annual passes went on sale again. As far as we know, the passes are still available for now. It hasn't changed as far as I know. Yeah, and after my seven year, seven hours on the computer waiting to get mine, I could have just waited. No. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, Sarah. I don't know if I said it on when we were recording, but yeah. I put it on and thank goodness I had just put my kids to independent reading. And it said, this will open up for you in two minutes. And I was like, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is insane. We were all talking to each other. Are you on? Are you on? Are you on? And the only thing I didn't like was I did buy the um, the pictures, you know. So do we. But you couldn't just pick it for one person. Right. It made you do it for two. Yeah. I know. I told Kaylee that. For Abby, that's probably not as beneficial. But before Kaylee's going on two friend trips. And so. She'll get to use it. Yeah. Her friends didn't want to pay the extra money. And I get it. But um, I'm like. How many times are you guys going to all, they've been friends since sixth grade. I'm like, how many times have, are you guys going to go to Disney? You want to put those, get those pictures and she, she's all happy now. So she wasn't mad at all. I said, I was going to have to get back in the line and wait again. And guess what? Nope. You're paying for that. picture. <laughs> I wish if you were getting two, I would have just let you pick it on one. Yeah, that would have been nice, but they got to get their money. Obviously. What's another extra hundred dollars? <laughs> So this is great news. I really hadn't heard any mutterings about this at all until this week. Hocus Pocus 3 is going to happen. Yay! <laughs> the third film is in the works after confirmation from a Disney executive. Um, president of Walt Disney Studios motion picture production, Sean Bailey, spoke about a development, the new adaptation of The Little Mermaid, which um, is currently out, and the ups and downs of a, a live action reboot. reboot. And while speaking on this, he confirmed multiple upcoming projects, including a live-action Hercules, Ooh. a photorealistic prequel to The Lion King about Mufasa, and Hocus Pocus 3. After Hocus Pocus 2 drew in substantial streaming numbers, fans have been eagerly anticipating more to the story of the Sanderson sisters, including they wanted Vanessa Shaw, Omri Kotz, and Jason Marsden um, to return because they weren't in the original sequel. They were in the original. They were not in the sequel. And they were all excited about the idea. Even Sarah Jessica Parker was excited. The one that plays Sarah Sanderson, in case we didn't know. Um, however, one person was wildly unsure if a third movie was going to happen. And it was Bette Midler, who plays Winifred. So I'm sure she was excited, too. They said everybody's excited to get back on board. So I love those movies. But I bet it won't come out until next year. Probably not. Just because the timing, they need to do it around Halloween. I think that's what 
helped in making it be so great. Mm-hmm. Did y'all talk about The Little Mermaid last week? I'm guessing. Did you see it? You can feel free to talk as long as you don't give spoilers. Oh my gosh, I loved it. Did you? I can't wait to see it. It's on my list. The, I still haven't seen Guardians. I went into it with zero expectations because I will say I am not the biggest fan of Disney doing live action remakes of their animated films. Right. Um, but I really liked it. Like I came out of the theater thinking, I want to see it again. That's good. Yeah. I really liked it. It was fun. It, it hit all the nostalgia. And I will say that I think the changes that were made were done in a way that benefited it being a live action film, if that makes sense. Things that would not make it make sense if it was the same in both. Here's my question, because this has been the big controversy, and that is there are three new songs. I was pretty psyched about that because Alan Minkin and Lin-Manuel Miranda were teaming mm-hmm. up. How did you feel about those? Because I know there's some controversy on about that right now. I... I loved Eric's song. He, that's the one I remember the most. Well, that's the one everybody said that they really liked, but the other ones they said didn't quite fit, in their opinion. The the Scuttlebutt song that was like a kind of a rappy, rap, I don't know what it oh, was. Okay. <laughs> um, that one, I, I think we could have left out. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and I honestly don't remember the other one. So. So it was very memorable. Yeah, Um, but the Eric song I liked and I loved how they developed his character more. Yeah, that does seem to be what most of the things that I read said that they really liked. He had a backstory. Yes, that and it got away from, oh, my gosh, I saw you for five minutes and now I'm in love with you and I want to marry (laughs) you. Um, You realize that they have a lot in common and it makes sense why they like each other. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. Yeah. But I highly recommend it. I thought it was great. Cool. Definitely on my list. Do it. Yes. Go. Soren is one of the most popular rides, both at Disneyland and Disney World. Recently in Disneyland, the ride broke down and left many guests dangling from the air. Jeez. <laughs> While this is a fun ride, no one wants to be dangling in the air for a long period of time when it isn't part of the ride. The guests claim that after the ride stopped, the ride vehicles dropped, resulting in a scary situation for all guests involved. So here's the quote. The screen froze and all rows dropped down a level. It was actually a really scary feeling at first. Coming down was not smooth sailing either. More guests chimed in the comment section, revealing more about the frightening accident, saying... I was on the top left side with my girlfriend sitting next to two young girls screaming that we are all going to die. It was a hydraulic failure of some sort, but the safety interlock worked. Thankfully, this situation was quickly resolved and all of the guests were able to safely evacuate. Um, I think those that pair might have been overly dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, does it say it says young girls, but yeah. I'm betting money it's teenagers because they always have to dra- sure. make it more dramatic than it is. Yeah. Of all the rides that you're on, I don't like you're strapped into a seat. Right. I would be more scared of getting stuck on a roller coaster, I think, than Soren. But, you know. Like you said, you're not really going to go anywhere on Soren. You're sitting in that yeah. seat, and that seat's pretty big. 
it's not yeah and the seats aren't detaching from anything right if you're falling down it's just gonna swoop you down so i if anything they were probably it was like a little drop and you you know you felt your tummy go and then (laughs) you're you're good again (laughs) and you know they gave them a pass to ride something for free later in the day oh sure yeah but nobody mentioned that (laughs) no of course not (laughs) Of course not. They're the same ones that want the hour instead of the 30 minutes, Vicky. <laughs> the themes of the Princess Marathon were announced this week. The marathon will be February 22nd through 26th, 2024. There are a total of four courses with Disney characters. The four events are the 5K, 10K, half marathon, and 19.3 mile Disney Fairy Tale Challenge. The 5K, which is 3.1 miles, is themed after Disney's The Little Mermaid. I bet that one will get booked really quick. This run takes place on February 23rd. The 10K, which is 6.2 miles, is themed after Disney's Tangled. Here, you will let down your hair and race with Rapunzel on February 24th. The 13.1 mile half marathon is themed after Disney's The Princess and the Frog. You'll join Tiana to chase after your dreams and savor the journey with music and magic on February 25th. And then there's the 19.3 mile Disney Fairy Tale Challenge. Here, you will be running this challenge with Anna and Elsa in both the half marathon and the 10K. Challengers will need to complete both courses on February 24th and 25th. That's a lot of running. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even imagine. Even when I had, well, I don't know when I had good knees blast, but I can't even imagine. (laughs) I know we walked that in a park. Too bad you can't earn a little medal doing that. (laughs) I know. You can walk it. You don't have to run it. Yeah, that's true. I was trying to think what it, we were talking about the other day. I think it was one of the pairs that said it. And she said she had 60,000 steps when she got home that day. Oh, because she had to work morning and afternoon field day. Oh, and, but every time somebody wanted to go to the bathroom because you don't want to mess around with a kid that needs extra help. She said, yeah, I had like 60,000 steps. And I'm like, in one day? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you need a nap. Yeah. That makes me tired just thinking about it. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, thanks to Kirsten Starch, my former student teacher from Kansas City for listening. Mackenzie from the St. Louis area. Um, She is friends with Stephanie. Um, And Josh and Abigail are new listeners. They just booked a Disney trip for themselves in August. We appreciate you all and all of our listeners. And we love being able to celebrate the magic with you each week. Thanks for joining and for listening. And please go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment. It means a lot to us. We love hearing from our listeners and be sure to let us know if there's something that you want to hear more about. We're always trying to reshape our show to center on what our listeners need or want. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like a free quote, contact Vicki or myself, Gina, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Stephanie and Vicki will be talking to Chrissy about her first trip to Disneyland. You won't want to miss it. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Tale as old as time.
Beauty and the bee. 